This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. That was very coordinated there, Wackerly. How's it going, man? It's pretty funny. It's going all right. I haven't been getting enough sleep lately, so I kind of just feel like a general big ball of shit, but... How, how much do you there. average? Like, oh, like seven hours a night or six hours a night, somewhere around there. Dude, too much masturbation. I, know. I swear to God. I know. Not only will it make you blind, it'll make you senile from uh, lack of sleep. Harry Palms, I know. Yeah. You know what's going to give me lack of sleep is the uh, movie that I saw the other day that uh, you actually were absent for. I would have gone with I'm you if I would have been around. Quite stunned that you missed this movie because it seems like something that uh, is kind of right up your alley, so to speak. The great, great American thespian, Crispin, American director, director Crispin, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, yes, Made was here live. by the uh, Back to the Future movies. Um, people others. might remember Crispin Glover as uh, the dad, Michael J. Fox's dad. What's his name? Marty McFly. Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. M- Marty McFly in the movie uh, Back to the Future. Uh, he was also in the movie River's Edge. He was the, uh, the assassin in uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing to me that someone who I guess is relatively prolific as an actor could direct such an odd movie. So what was the name of the movie? The movie's called "What Is It," and it's kind of like the question on your mind after viewing it. So I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis here because I don't really want to go too far into it. There's not much to be said about it, but so he was appearing live at the Castro Street Theater over in San Francisco, and uh, he showed his movie, and then afterwards was there for like a question answer session, Q and A, Q and A, and Crispin uh, Glover, <laughs> yeah, which was just fine. <laughs> it was grand, but uh, the movie itself. Basically, he was the only non-retarded person in the movie. It was like the movie had a cast of all Down Syndrome people. Yeah, you're being literal when you say that, right? Yeah, li- literally. I mean, Him and a he bunch was of the only non-Down Syndrome person. He was the only, like, I wouldn't even say he's normal, but he was the only person that didn't have Down Syndrome in that movie. And it's probably, if you think about it, the only movie ever made with a cast of Down Syndrome people. I can't think of another one. There, There is a Ken... What's that guy? Ken Kesey? Not Ken Kesey. Ken Russell. Ken Russell. Yeah. He made a movie called Santa Sangre where there are a bunch of retards in it. But they're not, they're not like the main... There are other normal characters. In this movie, the protagonist was a retard. Well, and yeah, from what you're saying, everybody's a retard. Except, except for Crispin, for Crispin Glover. Glover, who actually is retarded, if you, if you ask me. He just <laughs> well, doesn't have Down syndrome. Movie, but what was fucked up about suspicious. the movie, and I guess the most memorable aspect, was the fact that not only did the, the, the entire cast, was the entire cast comprised of retards, they were having sex. So you Graphic actually saw sex? full frontal nudity on a male retarded guy. Simulated sex or real no, X-rated a, porno sex. A Down syndrome girl was giving a blowjob to a Down syndrome guy. I mean, the whole movie consisted of this Down syndrome dude crushing snails and pouring salt on the snails on his arm, and then getting a blowjob and having like butt sex with this female retarded guy. And meanwhile, there's Crispin Glover walking around in a fur coat and this other retard in a clamshell getting jacked off by three other retards. And that's that's the movie. And so at the end, people are just like. So what's the point? What are you going for here? And he's like, I'm making a statement that these are people too. And it's just like, dude, you're just trying to shock people. I mean, not only do you put your whole cast full of retards, you show them having sex. Yeah. 
I think I, so. I don't know. I mean, I what, don't you think that he's? It's just blatant shock value. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't any plot to the movie, right? Well, you know, get, you, people go check out the uh, the um, quick time like um, trailer for it. www.crispinglover.com slash whatisit.htm. You go over there, you can download the quick time trailer, and uh, yeah, see it for yourself. I guess the movie's going to have three parts, oh, and the great. second More part, the second part's written by one of the retards, the, actually the guy in the clamshell, and Crispin Glover's like, well, if you think there was sex in this one. The second part is just an entire orgy. So I think the guy has a retard fetish. Do you think Corky's going to make an appearance in any of these movies? That was my question. He never called on me. I was like, <laughs> you know what? You do a movie about Down syndrome people, and you don't cast the most famous person? You know, what, what, what's up with that? I don't know. Maybe but, they had a falling out. But yeah, Wackerly, you, you did miss a good movie. Uh, maybe, maybe when it hits the, uh, the commercial theaters. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're probably gonna have to wait till it comes out on DVD. Maybe I'll see it, uh, you know, with my family around Christmas time or something. It would be a good my Christmas parents. movie on uh, Christmas yeah. Day. Actually, I recommend it for all the Sick and Wrong podcast fans out there. Go, go rent What Is It for Christmas and just watch it with the fam. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, we have a lot to cover here. It's podcast forty-two, and um, yeah, we have a lot to cover here. Um, so some of the topics of note before we get into doing the articles, I guess people have been responding really well with having listeners sending in stories and uh, voting yeah. with a new voting system on on the website. Uh, a lot of, I mean, dude, we probably had about twenty five article submissions, and I can't even go through that many. So yeah. I just kind of went through like probably the first fifteen and uh, picked the choice article for for uh, today. You got to put a really good title on your email, or D is not going to read it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, but I mean, I do appreciate the. Uh, listener response here yeah and um a bunch of people voted on the uh the current debate is whether to use the mp3 format or the m4a format with the pictures and uh the results are in we're democratic here we don't we don't rig the election we're not we're not republicans but um yeah came in overwhelmingly supportive of the mp3 format Uh, apparently people really apparently people like the pictures and people like the m4a the problem is I don't think it plays on all of the different players. You know, There's I, more people devices. that don't have yeah, a player that can play the so, M4A. So people were complaining about it and said, you know, we'd like you to go back to the MP3. So maybe what we could do, you know, I mean, we had a referendum here, but what we could do is just maybe put the M4A on the website. Yeah, if people want the M4A, they can go right to the website and get it. But iTunes and all that shit is going to have the MP3. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. And uh, in terms of who won for uh, Podcast 41, so just quick recap on the articles here. Wackerly did one about that Hurricane Katrina bartender guy cutting off and boiling his girlfriend's head. I did one about a group of cadaver cutters who were selling body parts. And then a listener sent in a story about a retard that uh, was sodomized with a plumber snake. And uh, Wackerly won overwhelmingly. Dude, you had like 88 votes. I was worried um, I'd lost a couple weeks ago. Listener had about 46, and I had 30. Did I just, I, I, you know, personally, I think people didn't really pay attention to my article, which I, I'm um, a little uh, shocked by. But You're you like know. a cranky headmaster. <laughs> but at the same time, listen up today, because uh, Podcast 42 here, I think I'll come out on top. But uh, yeah, thanks for voting, and go check it out, com. We have a whole new voting system. So uh, Wackerly did win. I bought the case of NGD. 
And as you know, the way Sick and Wrong works, Wackerly and I and a listener competes who's, who can find the most disturbing news item of the week. Winner gets a case of MGD. And uh, yeah, this week, uh, Wackerly. Unless you're the listener, you don't get shit. <laughs> well, you know, we should give something to the listener. We'll wait till one wins and then we'll uh, figure yeah. it out. We'll, we'll get like a default prize or something. I believe you started last week, so um, I think I'm going to have to kick it off yeah. for uh, Podcast 42. Yep. <laughs> Here's my article. Took place in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and has to do with the controversial topic of female circumcision. Clitorectomy. Clitorectomy, yeah. It's a term that you don't really hear all that often in the States. No. But uh, apparently it's quite common. We are a nation of in immigrants, Africa. though. Yeah, no, it's quite common. It's becoming increasingly more common. Oh, that's good to know. In the U.S., yeah. So the trial of an Atlanta-area father accused of circumcising his two-year-old daughter with scissors is focusing attention on an ancient African practice that experts say is slowly becoming more common in the U.S. as immigrant communities continue to grow. That's illegal, isn't it? It is illegal. That's why he's being tried for this. But um, it's just kind of disturbing that it's becoming more common here in the U.S. So Khalid Adem is a 30-year-old immigrant from uh, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. He's charged with aggravated battery and cruelty to children. Human rights observers said they believe this is the first criminal case in the U.S. involving the 5,000-year-old practice of female circumcision. So, yeah, this is precedent setting. No one has ever been tried for circumcising their daughter uh, or any female here in the U.S. So, um, yeah, this guy's making headway. More of those cases. So, prosecutors say a, a dem used scissors to remove his daughter's clitoris in their apartment in 2001. The child's mother said she did not discover it until more than a year later when uh, she went um, down on her daughter and was going to flick her bean, realized that, <laughs> no bean! There's no <laughs> bean. There's no bean. Well, where's the man in the canoe? He's not there. Now, um, yeah, so uh, the, do- the uh, mother didn't discover it until a year later that her uh, daughter was mutilated here. One thing I wonder about this is what type of scissors do you think he used? I mean, dull he, and rusty. Do you think he used those little kid scissors though? Because I mean, uh, 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 you know, the girl was like what? Those kind that don't cut anything. The, the girl was only three years old when this happened, so I mean, her or two years old. So the clitters must have been kind of small. So you could probably use those little like paper scissors that the first graders get. Maybe <laughs> I think the I don't key know. is to have sharp scissors. Yeah, get the job done quickly. He said that he wanted to preserve her virginity. That's what fortunate Adem, the girl's mother, testified this past week. He said it was the will of God. I became angry in my mind, and I thought he was crazy. I guess the girl is now seven years old. So this happened about five years ago. She also testified at the trial against her father, clutching a teddy bear. This is, this is heart-rendering here, okay? So we're actually trying to hold yourself together. So the girl's up on the, you know, on the, on the stand, clutching a teddy bear and saying that her father cut me on my private part. And then she showed where it was on the bear. <laughs> oh, um, man. The father cried loudly as his daughter was escorted out of the courtroom. Testifying on his own behalf, Adem claimed that he never circumcised his daughter or asked anyone else to do so. He said he grew up in Ethiopia in Addis Ababa, the capital, but considers the practice more prevalent in rural areas. He so he's re- saying somebody else did it? Yeah, he's claiming that is actually his wife's family who uh, emigrated from uh, South Africa, who did it. Hmm. So Adem removed a handkerchief from his pocket and cried 
at several points um, during his testimony. When he asked what he thought of someone who uh, believes in the practice, he replied, he is a moron. The word I can say is mind in the gutter. I, I don't quite understand. But English I mean, is not his first language. I guess his lawyer acknowledged that his daughter had been cut, but he implied that the family of the wife, his uh, ex-wife now, who immigrated from South Africa when the daughter was six, may have had the procedure done. But I mean, needless to say, somebody cut off this girl's bean. So yeah, I mean, they they kind of have to get down, you know, they they kind of have to find the uh, true culprit here. Fingerprinting is probably not going to work. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. But um, I mean, dude, how can you argue with a girl who's testifying? My dad cut me on my private parts. She pointed to the bear. Well, somebody, you know. Now it's just who they got to find out who did it. Yeah, I, I find that to be a a very non-effective way to prevent a girl from losing her virginity. Wouldn't you want to just sew the vagina up? Well, I guess in more extreme cases of female circumcision, that's typically what happens. Oh, great. But um, I think also— I'm glad I, I'm glad I think like that type of person. <laughs> it's nice to know that uh, that you have experience in these matters here, Wackerly. I guess um, what, what the goal here is is to uh, destroy and deny any sexual pleasure whatsoever. Well, that's the other thing. I have a problem with them referring to this as female circumcision. I mean, the equivalent for a man would be like to cut off the head of your penis, right? The foreskin. No, the entire head. Suppose, well, I guess if you think about it, don't, don't, don't people say the majority of nerve endings is in, the, is in the foreskin? I don't know. And then you clip that off. So I imagine the girl probably had a, has a couple nerve endings in there, don't you think? One or two, maybe. I don't know. You know, something. I'm not an expert on the clitoris, by the way. <laughs> So if convicted, uh, Adem here, the father, is a clerk at a suburban Atlanta gas station. He could get up to 40 years in prison, which probably is much better to, than uh, life in Ethiopia, I imagine. <laughs> but um, So the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services estimated that 168,000 girls and women in the U.S. had undergone the procedure or at the risk of being subjected to it. And I was thinking about that, dude. Doesn't that bother you? Did that that, that statistic girls? is that high? In the U.S., yes, it bothers me. I mean, it just, it's just like, dude, okay, the difference between the United States and Ethiopia or Iran or Iraq or wherever the hell else in the world that this custom is, you know, where this is a custom. Canada. Is we fuck here. Yeah. We fuck here. We, we like, we to, like to we We like to fuck. We like to diddle clit clitorises. Go down. Yeah. Go downtown. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and not to mention, I've always found the clitoris to be somewhat of an ally when it comes to pleasing a woman. Yeah. Because, you know, not that many women can climax, you know, from just vaginal sex alone, especially when, you know, the, the male partner has like a two-inch member. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm saying gender in general terms here. You like the assistance of a button to push. It's nice to have the orgasm button, you know, at your disposal. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I'll just, you know, diddle that and uh, we'll both get off. Yeah, and if it's dark and it's not there, you're just pushing and pushing the button or whatever you do to it and nothing's happening. And, and not to mention. It's not your fault. And not to mention, dude, it's like, I don't want to go down on a mutilated girl. No. No, I mean, I think that would kill the mood for me. So um, it's unknown how many girls have actually died from this procedure. But um, apparently, worldwide, I guess 130 million women have this happen to them every year. That, I believe. So, yeah, it's, it, that's uh, definitely a staggering statistic here. Um, nightmares, depression, shock, and feelings of betrayal <clears throat> are common side effects, psychological side effects that happen here. And... Um, you know, it's funny. I was wondering, like, what a clitorectomy, ni clitorectomy nightmare must be like. It's probably a lot like 
the exact thing that happens when when you get clitorectomized. Yeah, you know, I it's imagine probably the same. it exact must be. Same. I mean, it has to be traumatic. But have you ever had like a, a you know a male circumcision nightmare? <clears throat> have you ever like been like, ah, oh, my foreskin's back? No, but I've had those dreams where you know your penis mysteriously shrinks to nothing. I think that's just more of an inadequacy. Uh, I think that might mean that you're homosexual <laughs> or something like that. But um, no, you know, I was thinking about this though. Is there there's foreskin recovery surgery, right? Like, yeah, but I think it's bullshit. No, I've heard that guys want their foreskins back and they go to different I think there's surgeons that will I actually mean, reattach like a cadaver foreskin on your dick or something. Yeah, but that it doesn't do have the intended results. It's just I you a know, I don't thing know why people become obsessed with and they go through with that type of stupid surgery. I don't know if they're insane or why they would want to have their foreskin back because Haven't you ever, there's a there's a fake like plastic foreskin sleeve on the internet. We might have talked about it on the show before. I don't recall you ever bringing that up with me, and I would rather not have you bring that up with me again. Where I'll I forward like... you the website. <laughs> How do you know this? I thought we talked about it on the show. I think we might have talked about it on the show. So yeah, I'm... talked about it on the show. Maybe that was in my the show in maybe your that mind. Was in... <laughs> maybe it was my uh, circumcision dream that I'm thinking of. Well, no, I mean, it's like, why would you want your foreskin back? I mean, girls obviously don't like foreskins. Um, well, the idea is that if your penis isn't always rubbing up, if the head of your penis isn't always rubbing up against your underwear, then when you do have sex and your penis is, is rubbing up against a vagina, but it never rubs up You're against anything else. You're going to come quicker. Yeah, some guys have problems just coming at all, and I think that's that's where this starts. People blame it on being butchered at birth. Yeah, they can't feel Something anything, like when in reality they just hate their big, so fat, ugly pig wife. <laughs> So what I was wondering, though, I mean, do you think that girls could just have their, you know, clitoris reattached? No, that's what I'm saying. This is you different. You can't just do it? The equivalent of male circumcision would be, like, cutting the skin around the clitoris off. This is, like, complete removal. So there's just nothing there. There's nothing there. It's like if you, you had it, your penis, if there was no head on it, it was just completely chopped off, and it was, you know, looked like a roll of... of quarters just, or something just, just flat on there. <laughs> just a little hole in the middle yeah yeah i don't i i guess it, yeah i guess i mean that makes sense in your case probably a roll of dimes <laughs> pennies the report estimated that uh 73 of women in ethiopia had undergone the procedure last year so you know i mean if you think about that dude 73 of women in ethiopia no food rampant aids and no sexual pleasure yeah it's not a very desirable place to live but I guess appar- apparently it's a preparation for marriage. If the girl is not circumcised, her chances of being married are very slim. I just can't help but thinking this is completely counterproductive to the male uh, benefit because, you know, now you have a wife, you can never get her off, and she's just that much bitchier all the time because you never, you never get her off. I think it's the dominance, though. I mean, it's like they so they care. have this girl, it's their ownership. It's like yeah. having an ox yeah, or we're something. Yeah, we're all pussy-whipped over here, I guess, in the West. But, you know, it's 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 ironic to me that uh, in the U.S., you know, it's like if you're fat, you might not get married. But in uh, Ethiopia, it's like if you don't have a clit, then uh, you're not getting married. If you're fat, it means you're wealthy over it's there. It's like culture clash, yeah. <laughs> it means that you actually eat more than once like a year. The practice crosses ethnic and cultural lines. is not tied to a particular religion. I, apparently, activists say the practice is intended to deny women sexual pleasure and in its most extreme form, which I imagine this must happen in Iran. Uh, what's his name? I'm a dinner jacket. Yeah. I'm sure all of his daughters have this. The clitoris and parts of the labia are removed, and the labia that remain are stitched together. 
Yeah, well, there you go. So, so what does the husband do? Like when you get married, you just like pop that sucker open. Yeah, I think you. It's just like just pull snip, out the snip shoe. the stitches. You snip the stitches, but dude, I mean, they they get it done when they're two, so it must be like melded together. I have no idea. I don't know. You know, if we have any fans over in Africa or, <laughs> or anyone who's or uh, had this done to their sister, um, email us sick and wrong podcast hotmail dot com. And just, I think uh, we're gonna get a lot of hate mail about this. I think this is gonna be the return of when we talked about the uh, the, the aborted, World Cup. No, the aborted babies on the websites. Remember how I got all that hate mail? This is gonna be like that that we're making fun of this. Well, as long People as we don't have a problem, as long as you don't have any crazy Ethiopians with bomb straps or chest running in here. Okay? Yeah. You know, I, You're I, right. Yeah, I'm worried about that. So on the sick and wrong scale, dude, if you think about it, this is a major atrocity. I mean, there's women worldwide happening right now. I, right now. I bet you there's probably 4,000 clitorectomies going on. So I'm saying on the sick and wrong scale, 9.4. Uh, I'm giving it an 8.6. Got to live with this the rest of your life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, maybe I'll give it an 8.9 since it's the first trial in the United States. Of it happening. All right, I'll take that. Well, let's see what you have here. Podcast 42. D, I just got to say, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> which is the uh, theme Golden song Girls. from the Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Remember that show? B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan. Would have been a great show if there was more nudity. Estelle Getty, Betty White, four old ladies that live together. Does, is, does, in your mind, isn't that show completely and utterly ridiculously stupid? Yeah, dude, it is completely ludicrous. And, and the character of, uh, what's her name, uh, Blanche Rue McClanahan? Yeah. Completely slut, improbable. Slutty dude. old lady. 80-year-old slut? Well, that, like show that, would happen. that show was on for seven seasons. It started in 1985. It was nominated for- Seven fi- seasons? It was nominated for 57 Emmy Awards, of which it won 10. It won three Golden Globes. Do, uh, you know, I in doing this research on uh, the Lifetime Network because I guess they do reruns on Lifetime. Makes me want to leave the country. I took the uh, I took the uh, which Golden Girl are you little web quiz. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Dorothy, which is B. Arthur. Dude, ever since you got that foreskin cover, it's just like, dude, the infatuation of the Golden Girls. Just I'm much more nurturing now. It's just snowballing. <laughs> well, anyways, that's not the Golden Girls that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the. Golden Girls Home for Disabled Children in Cape Town, South Africa. South Africa. You used to live there, right? Actually, I grew up there in my formative years. Nice. Because this article, it's written in English, but there's just certain shit in here that I do not understand, and I'm thinking it's like just crazy Afrikaans or... I'll I'll translate for you. ...type shit. So here we go. Um, I actually grew up as a Zulu child, though. the (laughs) The Golden Girls Home for Disabled Children... Uh, is uh, being immediately shut down uh, in an application brought by the Provincial Department of Health. I don't understand application in that sentence, but hmm. I, I don't know. An injunction or something against it. What, disabled kids aren't allowed to have a home? The, uh, the report by the Department of Health uh, said that most of the children wore nappies. Diapers. All right. <laughs> but there were a few nappy changes, and a strong smell of urine and feces often pervaded the home. Well, kids do shit. There was a total lack of ep- emphasis on proper or timious medical care. Timus? Timius? Timely? Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's timely, maybe. All right. So, basically, these children were not being very well taken care of by the Golden Girls. Ostensibly. Were the children the Golden Girls? 
or were the people who ran the home the Golden Girls? I, I do not understand. I bet understand. you they had a bunch of like old ladies that just ran this home for disabled kids. It must be. Uh, so the fact that eight children died in the past ten years is undul- und- sorry, undoubtedly a cause for concern. Yeah, yeah. The manager of the home, Doreen Nabe, attributed the deaths to the fact that the life expectancy of the children is greatly reduced because of their mental disabilities. Okay. So I don't they're... think she's exactly an expert on disabled children. I think she's just kind of winging it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, I mean, that sounds relevant. But the curator of what? The museum? I don't understand who these people are. The well, curator. Was this like a museum of disabled, like deformed I, children? I know. That's what I'm saying. I think these are just I mean, this weird. This is Africa. These are weird South African terms for like investigator or something. So the curator uh, resp- uh, responds to Doreen's name, Doreen Nabe's uh, affirmation that the children are have short lives because they're retarded. Um, he said that doctors at the hospitals to which the children were sent for medical attention did not support Doreen's view. That retards, so, retards don't live very long. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Four-year-old, I'm not going to, this is just an African name, so I'm not going to ask you to translate, but four-year-old Sibabawe died after her face was eaten away by rats while she lay in her cot. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. The report, <laughs> the report said the child's death can almost certainly be attributed to her having been attacked by the rodents. So extreme was the nature of the injuries. Uh, Her Doreen, face was eaten off by yeah, rats? Well, Doreen claims that she really died because she retarded and the rat thing just happened, you know, because that sort of stuff just happens at the Golden that, Girls' home for, for disabled children. Yeah, cause for concern right there. Um, nine-year-old Wendy suffered from occasional epileptic fits, uh, and one, one day after that she was having fits, uh, they put her in her cot. Uh, she died. The postmortem revealed that the young girl's body had been scavenged by rats after she died <laughs> jesus dude is that how they like dispose of disabled corpses uh i don't know the report says that this would tend to suggest that the death was not discovered for quite some time because she was just being sitting there being chewed upon so so what you're saying here this isn't a place that you'd want to like you know take your kid to it's like not a good daycare center all i'm saying is i expect more out of the golden girls <laughs> yeah yeah I, I could not see b arthur doing this Another uh, patient guest of the Golden Girls ward, six-year-old Rachel, did not die, but the report said doctors found her in one of the most neglected cases. She suffered from sepsis, a urinary tract infection, quashiocore, dehydration, and diarrhea. This kind of sounds like me on a Sunday after like a weekend of heavy drinking. Yeah, it sounds like me this morning. I had to look up quashiocore. Quashiocore is that uh, disease, that like malnutrition disease you see in African kids, where they have those big distended stomachs. That's, you know, I always wondered about that. I always was just like, God, you, you say those kids are starving, but look at them. It comes from having a you know a very paltry diet, but also a diet that's high in like starches and stuff like that. So it's those just, kids that are distended just eat... like like abdomen. Yeah, well, you know, like when when the UN sends food <clears> over, <throat> it's really just a bunch of bags of flour that they just mix with water. Dude, they, they eat sticks over there. Yeah, that's what gives you Kwashiorkor. Yeah. So. Sounds like a good name for a band. So those were three of the ten deaths. I assume the other ones that weren't described are just as bad. Uh, all I can say is that, you know, this wasn't really as so much a home for retarded children as it was a rat farm. Yeah, with a, a readily farm. available <laughs> source of food for the rat feed. So, so I wonder here, like, were the rats taken care of? I mean, apparently. It sounds like they're fat and happy. <laughs> apparently you know i just don't understand this like if you're are if you are the curator supposedly of this home 
No, the curator is the guy who's investigating the atrocities. Okay, so he's investigating but the Doreen atrocities. But Doreen she's the manager. How could you not notice that this kid's face is completely devoured by rats? Because you're just not paying attention and you don't give a fuck. I mean, so it's just like, what, do they just leave these kids in the room, let the rats have at them, then just kind of go over there and clean up? Yeah, basically. So what happened? Like, are these women arrested? Are they, like, getting life imprisonment? Are they get being, like, executed? It doesn't say. It does, I'm sure they're being prosecuted, but it doesn't really say what they're being charged with. But they did say that, that the Golden Girls Home for Disabled Children is being shut down. Yeah, and uh, rightfully so. The funny thing is, I mean... Funny do think, thing. Do you think there's a better... <laughs> is there a better <laughs> place to go? Or are they just going to send all these retards out into the wilderness? I don't know, man. But uh, if you think about it, it's like if uh, some rat... You know, if some 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 kid, some disabled kid with half his face devoured by rats was on the Jerry Lewis telethon, I would donate money. <laughs> so maybe they should lunch. just send him to Jerry Lewis. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's foul. Yeah, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm gonna have to give that God. You know, I think that beats the clitorectomy. I'm gonna have to give that a nine point eight. Yeah, I, I think I'll give it a nine point eight as well. I don't know. I mean I, I invite the listening audience to uh determine <laughs> the uh, the uh, vote on that one. It's a special Jesus. sort of hell for those children. I mean, I almost want to like put that, uh, you know, classify that article under population control. I'm going to keep this article, and if I ever, um, you know, had children, I would use this as a as a disciplinary tool. You know, you know, because you know how some parents say if you don't finish all the food on your plate, you know, they're starving children in Africa. I'm going to be like, if you don't stop, you know, fucking around and misbehaving, I'm going to send you to this Golden Girls home for uh, disabled children where you're going to be eaten by rats. And, you know, I bet you the parents don't even care because it's just like, you know, let their kid go there and they kids, don't even see yeah, them anymore. Yeah, I mean, these kids are orphans probably. God, dude. You know, there's there's so many better ways to not dispose of, but like the better ways to take care of disabled kids. Like I mean, Any ideas? No, you know, it's it's people might say this is controversial. People might are definitely going to debase this claim. But I've always thought, like, if you're going to have disabled kids and just put them in a home and get them devoured by rats, why not have, like, Ultimate Retard Championship? Why not and, just give them to Crispin Glover? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, like, there are uh, two movies Retard Deathmatch. Yeah. It'd be better than just letting him be eaten by rats, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm petitioning Crispin Glover to take care of the remaining children at this place, and I do think he would benefit because, you know, retard's having sex, he's done that, that's not going to be shocking anymore. The next movie, it's going to have to be, you know, retarded pedophile sex. And and you know what actually that fits in this claim is, remember he did that movie Willard with the rats? Where oh, he controlled the good, rats. Good tie-in, man. Here he could tie in the retards with the rats. Ultimate Crispin Gov- Glover movie. Yeah, ultimate Crispin Glover retard deathmatch with rats. Sounds good. Well, um, we also received an article here by uh, many listeners. People um, were uh, responsive to uh, sending in this article. So, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't get to, through to all of them. You know, it was the show... hard to pick out of the ones that you told me about. We had like we had like ten of them to choose from. We narrowed it down to five, and then uh, this is the one that won out. The final cut, and it came from a uh, female fan, which is always, um, you know, very enlightening. It's 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 always turns me on. Yeah, it, it always kind of makes me hot and bothered, sweaty and ready when I hear that we have uh, female fans that listen to the show. It gives me a boner. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it just makes me want to go out and perform a clitorectomy. But Elizabeth uh, from the uh, UK sent in this article. Family meal ruined by urine thrower. Apparently this happened in... By what? 
a urine thrower. Urine thrower. Urine thrower. Okay. Uh, apparently, this happened in London. This is in the it's a UK article. So, a family meal at a New Malden restaurant. I think New Malden must be a suburb or something. Sounds like a really great place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a great glum place. <laughs> Going to live. out to New Malden for the weekend. Took an unexpected turn when a total stranger walked in off the street and threw urine over the diners and their food. The family of four was enjoying a meal together at Pizza Piazza and the High Street at about 9.15 p.m. when they were approached at their table by the suspect who was carrying a clear plastic bag containing what police believe to be urine. He's oh, like, come probably... on, police believe. I mean, can't you smell it? <laughs> it's either Mountain Dew or it's urine. This has to be like my worst nightmare. He was heard to say, this is for you, and then threw the urine over the family and their food. He then quickly walked out of the restaurant. A waitress in the restaurant called the police, who did not arrive immediately, leaving the family soaked in urine, sitting in their urine-soaked clothes for more than 30 minutes. And uh, if you think about it, it must have just ruined the meal completely. The, um, <laughs> the manager here, Alex Giarola, said the family were just having a good time, enjoying their meal. Guy walks in. Throws urine all over them, ruins their meal completely. He was a scruffy black guy. It's always the black guys that are tossing urine these days. Who walked into the restaurant and straight up to the family, ignored the waitress who asked if she could help him. She was really scared by his behavior and just kind of let him walk out again. According to the waitress, the family did not know the man and they were traumatized by the incident. You know, dude, they had to sit there in urine-soaked clothes for 30 minutes. I'm sure they walking to the pizzeria, this guy tried to panhandle them, asked them for spare change. They probably said, you know, get away from us, you peasant. <laughs> and this was just his revenge. Get away from us, you dirty vagrant. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do English people call bums? You pikey. You pikey scum. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know what, what they probably said to him. But, if you, dude, if you think about this, let's say you were dining with your family. Like, uh, you, you're, it's already you're, hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's already hell. But let's say, you know, you're out with your wife, your two kids, and some bum walks in off the street, regardless of whether or not you, like, you know, denied him any money when he panhandled outside, yeah. and tossed, like, a bag of urine on you. Wouldn't you get up and throw the entire pizza over his head and then bash his face in? I, I would, would not sit there. I would, I would not try. sit there. And, you know, this kind of makes me think. English people are more polite, though. Yeah, but you know, it's like you think of England. I have, for all these like articles that we've been getting in from people and different responses, say, "Oh, we have all these English hooligans that go around, and you know, we're, we we get into fights and we're rowdy." Yeah, lot. yeah, but this was an upstanding family. Think of like family ties. You know, the Keatons. Dude, I almost want to say that English people might be pussies. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not going to say all of them. I'm not going to say all of them. But this guy like sounds like Hugh Grant. And I bet you Hugh Grant, he wouldn't have gone shouty crackers. <laughs> he probably would have sat there and just been like, okay, I'll just sit here in my, with my, oh dear. my urine-stained clothing. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, <laughs> I did not see that coming. God, I, you know, I wish Elizabeth Hurley was here. Tipty-doodle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, if this happened in Los Angeles or Oakland, for example, that dude would have been shot like seven times in the face. Don't you yeah. think so? Yeah. That's, I mean, no one, I mean, when's the last time you heard of urine being thrown on some diners in a restaurant? Never. Dude, I would have chased the guy on the street. I don't even care if he's bigger than me. And I would have stabbed him in the eye with a fork. <laughs> with your pizza fork? Yeah, with my pizza fork. And then take those little crushed red peppers and like shake them in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the uh, manager here said, of course we didn't charge the family for the meal. 
we just felt so sorry for them. If you were a guy who lived near the pizzeria would, and you heard this story, would you ever go in there and eat? No, that would probably be the last time. Because you know there's urine in all the corners and like shit that they didn't quite get scrubbed out. I, you know, I wonder if it happened in the beginning of the meal or the end. <laughs> I mean, if it happened in the beginning, you don't even get to eat your pizza. And then you don't want any more pizza because no. you're sitting there in bum piss. You probably lose your appetite. On the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give that about a 7. Maybe an 8. I'll give it an 8.5. That's pretty high. Yeah, No but... one died. There was no like, violence here, really, <laughs> other than being humiliated. It also want, makes... Soaked in bum urine. It also makes me want to bring up one of my favorite things, which everybody knows. It could have been shit. Thought a... experiments. Exactly. Yeah. Which would you rather have a bag of... That's a weird sentence. If somebody's going to throw a bag of something at you, would you rather have it be A... Piss, B come, C pus, Ooh. D diarrhea. Ooh, definitely piss. It's more I, of a. You, I mean, you're supposed to discuss it. It's I mean, not it's really... arbitrary. But if, if you're going to say, piss, if you're yeah. going to say, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to come pus rea, now That's that a is a true decision. philosophical question. Right. Because you know, I can't even answer it. I think I might have to put up a poll on the website. In addition to voting on this week's stories, I think I'm going to put the Compasseria poll Because everyone's going to choose urine. And no, I'm sure urine's everyone not going to be on I would on choose there. vomit before Compasseria. Vomit is not on there. It's but like, cum, bag of cum, bag of shit, ba- sorry, bag, bag of, of diarrhea, or not bag shit. of pus. The same, it's, and each is the same volume, you know? I mean... So, and you're talking bum pus, bum... Di- this isn't like Hugh Grant's pus. This isn't Hugh Grant's <laughs> diarrhea. I don't think that's really relevant. I think it is, dude. I would rather have Hugh Grant's diarrhea on me than, like, you know, bum off the streets diarrhea. Well, that says more about you than it does about the thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what would you do? Come pusseria. I'm thinking... Come. Come? Yeah. God, I figured you'd say that. I'm gonna have to go for diarrhea. I'm going to have to go for I diarrhea. Did you say that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? We'll have to like give this up to the listeners. But uh, thank you, Elizabeth, for uh, sending in that uh, that in, that uh, great article. Yeah, nice. And, I wonder yeah. if she lives in New Malden. It kind of ruined my appetite. But um, yeah, so uh, we invite all of you to vote as to which was the most disturbing article for Podcast 42. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and use the new Sick and Wrong voting system.
So uh, we have to wrap up the show here. As usual, we tend to get to listener email towards the end of the show, and uh, of which we've received many. It seems like when people vote, you can leave comments. So we, we get sundry comments from people. A lot of people um, tend to rip on us a bit. Yeah. little gentle ribbing here. Here and uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, this guy Gary sent in a story here, sent, or sent in a comment. He voted for you last week. He said, uh, "Awesome, Wackerly's article is more sick and wrong this week." However, I think the listeners really need to up it up a notch on their stories. So, uh, ooh, that goes out to challenge. you. A little challenge out to the listeners um, from uh, Gary. Another guy named Mel, who also voted for you, um, sent in a comment saying, "What happened to the horse video?" Which <laughs> <laughs> just kind of made me laugh because that implies that he saw the video. Like he's seen the video already and he, he, wants, to he wants to see it again. He wants to see it again. Show it to his potential girlfriends, his mom, his grandma. I mean, I don't know how many people out there have seen the, the horse video, but when I saw it once, that was enough. But I um, only watched it once. Yeah. Even I put the link up. Maybe we should put it. a hidden link on the site to the horse video. So, I mean, uh, I honestly have to say to Mel, I don't know what happened to it. So Mel, Mel can get endless hours of masturbatory my, pleasure. I don't have it in my bookmarks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Mel. Sorry about that. Another guy, Mr. Evans, who actually voted for me, he uh, wondered, do the photos of Dee's trip have any meaning, or are they just random photography? No, I think he said uh, random bad photography. Random ba- oh, wait. Random bad photography. Uh, th- thank you, Mr. Evans, for your, your criticism you. there. Yeah. Um, I obviously am an amateur, but he says he does understand the Imodium reference. Well, the other two pictures on the site, one was like a gaggle of uh, Turkish retards that I yeah, saw. Yeah, t- he's just not paying enough attention yeah. to the show. And the other guy was a uh, mulleted gentleman I saw somewhere in Greece and I had to take a picture of. Finally, uh, the last email we got, which um, kind of made me laugh. Kind of made me laugh, kind of made me puke a little bit. But not like puke that came out. It was kind of like a barp. Yeah. You know, it's like when you burp and kind of puke. This came from another female listener here. Her name's Kendra. She said, um, at first, she's like, you guys talked about drinking absinthe in the last show. Did it actually get you fucked up? I guess she got a bottle of absinthe from her her brother that was wrapped in Czech porn. And uh, she said that it just got her really drunk. And yeah, I'm going to have to affirm that statement. It just got me really, really drunk. Yeah. It's Absinthe. like drinking Everclear. Yeah, it's like what seventy percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, yeah, it gets you really fucked up. We did. I don't. I don't recall tripping. I didn't see like little green midget Oompa Loompa guys or anything. No, I just kind of passed That's out. What I was waiting for. Yeah, I kind of passed out my own puke. She also mentions here that uh, you guys talk about poop quite a bit, and she says Fair if enough. you really want some really nasty shit stories, talk to heroin addicts. Heroin constipates you to the point where you only shit once every two weeks, and when you do. It feels like you're giving birth. This comes kind of sounds like it's coming from personal experience here. It's just like a compacted, impacted log. She said the turds are so long that they stand right up out of the water in the toilet. They salute you. See, that makes me want to do heroin. <laughs> Not even for the high that it gives you. Just because I want to have a big shit that sticks up out of the toilet. Yeah, stands at attention. She says that uh, they're so wide that they won't flush down. You actually have to break them up with cool. a wire hanger or something first. These heroin monster turds. And since the shit has spent so long in your digestive system, all the water has been leached out of it. So the turds are rock hard when they come out. See, I wouldn't be breaking it up, though. I would go to my friend's apartments and shit there and just leave them and make them deal with it. Would you shit in their toilet or their tank? 
Hmm, good question. Those are two different things, in the toilet. Yeah. She says you really have to put some effort into mashing them up in order to render them flushable. And since the turds are so huge, they rip your ass open, causing anal fissures. All right, that, doesn't, always sound, that doesn't sound too fun. <laughs> and the poops come out streaked with blood. There's this guy I know, Yeah. and he was a junkie for a long time. Okay, One time guy you know. When he was crapping... He was crapping. He strained particularly hard and literally pushed part of his ass right out. I think the proper term is rectal prolapse. Yeah. And I love the way she ends it here. He had to poke it right back in. Anyway. With his finger? Yeah, I don't know what he used. Maybe the hanger that he used to mash the turd up? (laughs) Yeah. She says, anyway, that's all for now. Funny show. I love it. Have a good day. It's like, ha, ha, ha. I just ruined your appetite for the next five days. Yeah, she You know, I, I hope you enjoyed it. But God, dude, isn't that just disgusting? It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty foul. So I, I figured that was a fitting email to uh, end Podcast 41. But I'd like to thank 42. all the listeners. 42. 42. I'd like to thank all the listeners here for sending in emails. And, uh, yeah, we invite you to send an email. Podcast at hotmail.com. Make sure you stay tuned next week for Podcast 43. And as always, vote for us. Podcast Alley. You know, we're trying to get into the top ten of podcasts here. So if you get a chance, I'm just vote for us. I'm going to keep making that button bigger every week. Until, until we it's get like a bunch the whole page. Until you have to, like, scroll way the fuck over to find the podcast. And then maybe people will just be so annoyed that they'll finally hit the vote button. That would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until next week, smell you later. Goodbye. Hey!